Welcome, everybody, to the All Elite Zone podcast. I hope you guys are having a great week so far. Uh, we have a very fun, interesting episode for you all tonight. Uh, we are going to be having a shakeup-themed episode on what stars in AEW, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, or WWE um, would be a lot better off in different companies. Um, so basically how the structure is going to work tonight, um, we're going to start with AEW to ROH, and we'll go from there. So the uh, premise of this is to see who would benefit to actually go to a different company or a different uh, brand or who could benefit by just visiting Japan. Um, I'm not sure where Connor went, so I'll save him for the introduction for last. Uh, so let me introduce you guys to the panel tonight. Uh, we have the crazy Florida man, the bearded wonder. We have Adam. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Doing good. I'm excited for this one tonight. Me too, man. It's uh, it was a lot of fun, and um, I had a lot of fun coming up with the idea for this show. Um, it started with uh, just kind of thinking who would benefit actually going to Japan and training in the dojo. So that's what kind of got my wheels turning on this show. So yeah, I'm excited for this one. All right, next we have the Golden Boy. We have the future Doctor. He's also the leader of Bullet Club tonight. Uh, welcome Aiden to the show. What's up? I'm glad uh, I'm happy to do this topic. It's been one that I think about a lot, so it'll be fun. Awesome, man. Well, welcome aboard. And then finally, we have everybody's favorite producer. He is the mastermind of the All Elite Zone. We would not have this great podcast and platform without Connor. Connor, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing really good. Uh, it's going to be a, this is a very different subject and, well, a different topic. Uh, yeah. So it's really great to be on. Yeah, it's something that I, I haven't seen a lot of. Um, I've seen a few lists out there from like, some of the bigger podcasts, but uh, nothing like this specific and different. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun tonight. Uh, so before we get started, I see we have a couple comments already from Josh. So, Josh, uh, thank you for messaging us. Um, he'll be going to AW in Toronto. Wow, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, sounds like from what Jericho was saying, it's going to be a pretty big show. So awesome, brother. And then um, before we get started on our topic, he actually asked us a question. Um, what do you guys think about AEW having a third weekly show on TV? AEW Collision. Collision. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for it because I feel like there's a lot of talent that could be used more. Uh, one, like the, I'll talk about them later, but Private Party, I want to see them. I very, I very much like Private Party. So third weekly show, get them on TV more. Do you think it needs to be like at a different time frame? Like, do you think that's kind of what's killing Rampage at the moment? Do you think like it should be like maybe on like a Monday or Tuesday night or maybe Saturday? Like, yeah, um, I think that's the plan. Uh, Saturday is at six oh five. I think Saturday works nice because Saturday's perfect because that's that's I mean that's usually when ECW used to air too. ECW would do Saturdays at like seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how it's gonna go. It's just like all I hope like, <laughs> like all I hope is the graphics are like a uh, capital punishment or like like uh like collision. Like we think of collision. Yeah. It's gonna be I'm hoping it, it works out if it does happen. Um I still like Rampage, but it's just so hard to stay up, you know, nine, ten o'clock at night. Um, especially on a Friday or Saturday night, especially like, people being busy. So yeah, it's uh it's gonna, I'm hoping it goes well. So a lot of people um, don't like a lot of people don't expect this, but Rampage's DVR numbers out like they blast the next 
<laughs> no kidding. Like but, DVR. Well, like, a lot of people forget about DVR. It doesn't count. They're not actual viewers. Yeah, <laughs> that's terrible. But yeah. you know, that's the thing I think people forget too. And this goes for Raw and SmackDown as well. Like, there's times like where people like don't have the time to watch wrestling five, six days a week. Because think about it, we have AEW programming every single day from YouTube to ROH to Dynamite to Rampage. So. You know, it's it's a good thing, but at the same time, like there's a lot of content out there. Same thing goes with WWE. You have Raw, NXT, SmackDown, and then of course you have everything on Peacock. So it's I don't know. I would love more just to see an AEW streaming service and then put house show matches on there. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting. And then um, Mike brings up another fun point because uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but AEW is going to the UK. He brings up uh, AEW is going to have strong UK ratings. They do. They they out you know sell eight uh, outsell WWE over there with, with viewership. Yeah. So I I know I've been reading a lot of um, comments from people on Facebook boards, and a lot of people were saying, mo- mostly WWE Mark saying that they don't <laughs> think they'll sell a lot at at Wim- at Wembley, but for a nine I think it's ninety thousand seats. I I would be happy if they sold sixty to seventy. I mean, I would say 60 to 70 would be a, a win, actually, for AEW. Yeah. I think if they could, I think if, I think 40,000 to 60,000 would be a success. Yeah. Um, I think Bully Ray actually brought up a very good point on Busted Open when they announced it was, think about it. You go to like a place like UK where you're not going there, you know, almost regularly, you know, maybe once a year thing, you know, you'll probably sell out a 5,000 seat venue. But the thing is, it's probably 5, 10, 20. You know, there's going to be a lot of UK viewership that's going to come in. And also Europe, too. You know, they have a very prime spot from people coming in from Germany, from, you know, you know, probably Russia, Italy. Just, so it's going to be interesting to see how many actually tickets they sell. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of American fans go, too. Yeah. Like, I would, I would do a huge convention there, like kind of like WrestleCon. You know, make it like your de- make it a travel destination, like how WrestleCon WrestleMania week is. And that way, you have people like Bret Hart, you have you know May Sabu, you know, you have a list of legends that come over and that maybe use like Bret Hart in like an Owen Hart um, Cup, like you know, crowning the champion of that. So there's a lot they could do with this. Um, Aiden, what do you think about the whole um, um, British show going on? Like, what is your thoughts on that stadium show? I'm very excited and I have a take on like what a lot of people say will be, will be and will won't be successful for AEW. I feel like the general fans opinion on what is successful shouldn't really matter. <coughs> the only opinion that matters on if it's successful or not is Tony Khan's and thus yeah. AEW's. If they make a profit and that's what TK wants to consider successful, that's it. If they just yeah. put on a banger show, regardless of attendance and TK considers that successful, that's it. There's like, Everyone's saying, oh, they need to sell out this many seats. Oh, this many seats. Like, they can at least sell one ticket that they've done good. I, yeah, I just think that like it yeah. should just be whatever their goal is. If their goal is to sell 30K, but random name bunch of numbers on Twitter <laughs> says, oh, it needs to be a sellout, otherwise it's not successful. It's like, and- well... They're wrong. So, well, even WWE lies about their numbers when it came to WrestleMania this year. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of empty seats oh. that, but they just cover it well and say we set the world record again. But I seen at SummerSlam like the whole <laughs> thing was covered out, and but but you won't hear that from 
WWE fans. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. Um, think about it, because you could sell 40, 50, 60,000 tickets to be very successful, but you didn't sell out the stadium. So you're not as good as WWE. It's just like people don't understand it as a business perspective. If you look at it, hey, you know, your first time in England and you sell, you know, 40,000 tickets, that's quite a bit. That's almost draw, almost outdraws, you know, SummerSlam or the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, also, the other big news, Jay White was, ha, is All Elite. Um, what did you guys think of Jay White's um, debut? Did you guys like it? Do you think they should have done it differently? I think it was it was different where he just came out with nothing at all. And it's just immediately. If If I were to do it like that, I would have just had both Ricky Starks and Juice Robinson like in the ring, and then it cuts to his entrance like on the Titan Tron. And then he comes like he appears like behind him or something. I don't know. It was just kind of goofy watching him like sprint out. I think that was a bit goofy, but that's it. That's my like. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, I think it was exciting. I kind of sensed he was going to AEW. I mean, I had we had talked about it. I know I mentioned it that because he's done a lot of things with AEW already, um, that I felt like he was going to go there eventually. Um, but this also opens the door for the whole um, Ricky Starks and Action Andretti versus Juice Robinson and, and Jay, Jay White. Um, I think that would be a really good tag match with those four guys. Um, I, I mean, you got Forbidden Door coming up too, um, so you can also have Jay White. Um, I always forget the guy's name, the, the, one, the, the one that took over his role for Bullet Club. Aiden, oh, help me out here. Yes, thank you, Finley. Yeah. I mean, you could have the Forbidden Door match, a, a rematch, you know? So, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless with having Jay White in AEW. You know, that's one thing I think with um, this year, I think you have to have, for Forbidden Door, I think you have to have, like, more involvement with Bullet Club. Because I feel like there should have been tension between the Elite and Bullet Club or even with the, you know, Girls of Destiny. G.O.D. was nowhere to be seen near Forbidden Door. I'm like, wouldn't you want, you know, one of your biggest – you know, tag teams do up against the Bucks and have this giant rivalry. I know you had last year, you had that great trios match with uh, Cole and, and White. Um, would you want to run that back or run, you know, Cole and White down the road? So it's a great, it's definitely a great signing for sure. And for those of you guys that haven't seen any Jay White stuff, if you're just a casual fan or just watch AEW, go watch, you know, a lot of his matches in New Japan. Like he literally became almost that level that Kenny Omega and AJ Styles did back in you know back when they were in, in Bullet Club and actually brought him up to a different level, almost bigger than the group itself. Yeah, definitely check out his. Uh, I can't remember which Wrestle Kingdom it's at, but Ibushi versus Jay White. Um, I think that was at uh, Wrestle Kingdom 15. Very good match. Yeah, um, like I said, it was it was one probably this dynamite felt like an, a dynamite of old. Like it had a lot of that charm from. You know, when they first started having, you know, also get the momentum when we had, you know, all those big signings from Keith Lee to, you know, Brian Danielson to Adam Cole when that we were in that, that huge, that huge portion of, you know, AEW when they were just building, building, and building, you know. So hopefully this kind of puts the ball back into the court and hopefully maybe the numbers on Wednesday increase, um, especially with yeah. Connor's favorite tag team, FTR. They are not yeah. going anywhere. Neither, and a big, and a big congrats to Connor's boy Brian Cage for, yeah, Brian for signing Cage, yeah. a contract. So you're going to see Brian Cage a little bit now more too in AEW. And now that he's with Swerve Strickland, like the the 
it's it's something different that I didn't expect to see, but I'm I'm kind of intrigued by it. What so do you want to explain, Connor, um, of kind of what the reports are saying about his new deal? Hey, I'll be right back. Tell my dogs are getting into a fight. Okay. Never mind. I'll be right well, back. Then, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll Dog fight? What are you what are you, Michael Vick? <laughs> yeah. God dang. Um, but apparently Brian Cage, I don't know if you guys heard this, but Connor and I were talking about this earlier. So apparently Brian Cage has some clauses in his contract where he has to be used a lot more. He actually got that in writing in his contract. Unless the only time he like he if he he misses a certain amount of TV time, um, unless he's injured. Then if not, he has to kind of be almost a regular on TV. So I'm not sure how that's going to play, but if something with Swerve Strickland, I think that's going to be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I'm betting that'll be like uh, it'll be between. Are they still called the Embassy, or are they going to be called Mogul Affiliates going forward? They'll but... be called the Mogul Embassy. The Mogul <laughs> oh, Embassy. No. That just, needs to be rewrote. I like. I love Swerve. Swerve <laughs> is. I think he's a future AEW champ. He's one of my favorites to see on TV. And I can only hope that they can do well with the pairing of Molef- or of Swerve and the Embassy. I mean, I, I honestly agree with you, Aiden. I mean, if Swerve Strickland is such an underutilized pro wrestler. I remember back when he was a kill shot in Lucha Underground. And some of the matches he put on there were just insane. And I loved every single one of them. You know, I felt like that's where he really shined with his style of wrestling was in Lucha Underground. I, I think WWE underutilized him a lot with Hit Row. But, you know, once he came over to AEW, I think he's refining himself, which which I'm happy to see. Yeah. It, I want the thing is I also want Keith Lee and Swerve to actually – I want them to read – keep that story because it kind of felt like they just kind of put it to the side and that kind of frustrated me about that i'm assuming that be- there, it's no coincidence <laughs> that they're both wrestling on dynamite this week i bet that something's gonna happen yeah so. i'm curious to see if uh he's gonna go over jericho because one thing that you know a lot of people are, are seeing jericho gets a lot of tv time but jericho's put a lot of people over he hasn't faced off against keith lee do you think keith lee is gonna win that match tomorrow i bet swerve is probably costing him I feel like Jericho is still treated as like huge, and he still is huge. I don't want to say that. I don't want to imply that he's not. But uh, I feels like if you, I don't want to say the right direction because it's not what I would personally do. But I feel like the direction that is the most AEW is going to be Swerve doing something to cost Keith Lee the match. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see. I I'm curious to see how it's gonna play out because Swerve. He almost reminds me of a like Jake the Snake. You know, you can you can't trust him. Like he's he's got he's got a whole bunch of plans in place, and he's just going to destroy Keith Lee. <laughs> yeah, I try think it's, to. It's his like promo delivery style, where it's it's not like loud and boisterous. It's more quiet and like somber almost. Yeah. I like that. Kind of going with what uh, Davis was saying. He's in, he asked, uh, do you, I, he's, he says that they think or he thinks that they are done with uh, Lee and Swerve right now. Uh, I think there's something that's probably going to play out, and I think that might it might drag a little bit into the summertime, but I think we'll eventually see it. Because uh, Rampage has started, uh, what was it, Darby? Darby. Yeah, like, they, they, like, that's when uh, Brian Cage, uh, well, what are they called? The uh, Swerve's people? Uh, Mogul like, Affiliates is like Swerve, but I don't, or the yeah, Embassy. Like basically, they, like basically they uh, the Embassy and them, <laughs> Combined it or something, yeah. 
Has he gotten rid of what's his name with all the tattoos and all that? As Trench, Trench and Trench. Parker Boudreaux. No, I hope so. I, I, I thought they, yeah, I really thought they could be salvage, man. I really thought so. That's my biggest like. <laughs> that's my biggest L I've taken on. Like they like Trench should definitely start on dark yeah. or something, because like just immediately putting him into especially Keith Lee. Yeah. What I think but, I think but, I mentioned before. I mentioned this before on another one of our podcasts. Trench actually used to be yeah. a professional ball player. He used to play baseball. Yeah. He was a pro <laughs> right. baseball. Yeah, he was a baseball player, and then he switched over to pro wrestling. So, and I love the fact that everybody call, are calling him a wish.com Tom McDonald. I, I thought that was Damn. hilarious. <laughs> uh, what were um, we talking about before? Oh, no. We were, oh, I kind of covered the whole about Brian Cage, and I was going to get your insights about how he basically has an, a clause in his contract now, apparently, that he cannot, he has to be regularly on TV, like unless he's hurt or injured. Yeah, pretty. Uh, well, basically, he, th- th- he doesn't want to repeat. Uh, I want to talk about people's business, but I, I, I will say this. Uh, basically, he doesn't want to like, he, he gets in, he, like, he, he doesn't want to stay off TV for like months and months unless he's actually injured, you know. He's fine with doing like promos, you know, just doing something. Like, Athena said the same thing, like, uh, before, like she'd she rather do dark or elevation, you see a promo than nothing. Uh, yeah. so I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure there was some, uh, like he took a little bit to sign back, so I'm pretty sure there was some negotiations, uh, all that yeah. stuff. So, crazy, uh, you know, breaking news all week. So, um, check out, don't forget to check out tomorrow's, uh, Dynamite watch along. We'll probably go into more depth about um, our new sub, you know, our, our news topic we just discussed, and probably more depth on what's going to happen with the show tomorrow. So, gentlemen, let's get into our topic. So, the first one <clears throat> that we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about talents that uh, basically a tag team, a male wrestler, and a female wrestler uh, for each one of our um, basically for each one of our companies that you want to see kind of go to a different company that could benefit them. Um, so the first one will be, who do you think an AEW should go to the ROH brand? Um, so we'll start with what tag team? Um, Aiden, do you want to start this one off? Yeah, sure. Um, it's one that, for this one, I still don't really know what is considered Ring of Honor and what's <laughs> considered AEW. Because I feel like uh, yeah. there's not really a distinction between the two yeah. rosters. You still have teams appearing on both, but... Uh, I, I would say top flight going, but I think they might be associated with Ring of Honor going forward. Um, oh man, I, I'm trying to think of some. I, I wanted to say the guns too, but after their intro on Wednesday, I don't think the production <laughs> that was uh, top guys, that was top guys intro right there. That's one of the biggest I'm him performances in AEW ever. I love that entrance, but I don't, I don't think Ring of Honor's presentation really allows them to kind of have that aura about them. So for a tag team, I would say Dark Order, just because they kind of represent that indie style of like uh, like because Super Smash Bros was big in PWG stuff like that. I would like to see Stu Grayson mix it up in Ring of Honor as well. Even as a single star, he I feel like he could do a lot uh, in the pure title picture, probably in the TV title picture as well. Mm-hmm. Evil Uno is also phenomenal. That uh, that needs to be mentioned. Uh, the Evil Uno get out of my face hangman was one of my favorite <laughs> moments in yes. a promo this year. So yeah, I, I would say uh dark order. Yeah. I, um, that was one that I thought about. Um, Cause I think they need kind of almost a rebranding a little bit in a way. I feel like they, 
they've kind of unfortunately with Brody's passing, you know, of course they're making baby face, but you know, they had all this momentum to do something with them. And then that's kind of something that AEW hasn't grasped. Like what is dark order? And I feel like you could repackage them almost like what NXT does in a way. Like you can almost repackage, you know, repackage them and eventually bring it back up to AEW as a permanent staple. And plus, like I said, watching Steve Grayson going up against like Tony Deppin, you know, there's a lot of different wrestlers that he could benefit going on on ring of honor that, you know, you don't have time to watch like a 20, 30 minute match on dynamite with him. So I, yeah, that's a pretty good pick. Adam, what about you? Like, uh, who, what are you thinking? Um, so I know, I know they get a couple matches here and there, but I think also a little bit to get, get to mix up styles. I, I keep going to the butcher and the blade. Um, I, I think it'd be cool to get them over in, into the tag team division and ring of honor. Um, not only does that keep them within the umbrella company of a W ring of honor, but, but it gives them more time to shine in that division. And I think their style actually mix would mix well with tag teams over in ring of honor. Um, it kind of reminds me of the take of when Chris Jericho was the ring of honor champion, how, you know, he's like, I'm going to destroy the legacy of ring of honor. I'm going to make it, you know, not honorable, you know, and I kind of see like the butcher and the blade doing the same thing in a tag division. We're like, we don't care about the ring of honor code of uh, code of honor. We don't care. We're, we're just here to mess everybody up and try to win those ring of honor tag. I mean, a matches between them and the Lucha bros would be great. Um, so I, I honestly think it would, br- it kind of, it would kind of bring back memories of, um, the Briscoe brothers, all their tag matches were in ring of honor where they would just add hardcore, hardcoreness to tag team matches. I feel like the butcher and the blade can, can bring that kind of back to ring of honor. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I feel like, you know, you, you need almost that aggression team. Like you have a couple people that are. Um, like, you know, just single stars like Joe and I would even throw, you know, either Yuta in there where they're a little more like where they're, you know, they need a little more um, aggression. I think that would really help, especially with Butcher and Blade, because many times on our show, we talked about it where we felt like they deserve more than what AEW has given them. Nothing against Kip Sabian. You know, he great, great talent. But, you know, you keep pairing him up with people like Kip. And then I think, like, you know, you keep pairing up with different groups like that. I think you, you kind of need to kind of separate them, have them be their own entity and their own like strong team. Cause they've both improved since, you know, Dynam- since they were signed to dynamite really. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you actually, there's a comment there I wanted to touch on too, from Ethan about the tag teams and ring of honor. Um, one thing you could also look at with, with that, the team of the kingdom, you remember, there's also a female member in that, and that's Maria. Yep. You can also add that with the bunny. You could have th- uh, three-person tag teams with those people. Like that's another mix you can have within the Ring of Honor. Is those two teams going at it with the three-person tag match? I mean that that'd be something yeah. different as well. Because to my knowledge, I don't think I've ever seen the Kingdom, you know, go up against you know Butcher and Blade even on the Indies. So that'd be yeah, mm-hmm. that's a really fresh matchup. Connor, what would you like? What what tag team would you permanently move over or have be a, a staple in ROH? Um, well, they've been on ROH a little bit here lately, but like not as really not really as a tag team, but kind of singles. But Tony Nese and Josh Woods, uh, an ROH more focused. Um, 
maybe Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson. They've uh, well, they're, they're a team on dark. Uh, haven't really been uh, in any big matches. Maybe had them on ROH. Uh, a lot of teams in ROH. I thought I've been on AEW, like uh, the Kingdom, Aussie Open. Uh, now the Infantry. Uh, they've been really focused on on Ring of Honor. Uh, that's uh, Carly Bravo and Sean Dean. <clears throat> they've been a really really good team. I've I think so far. Uh, but mainly for me, Tony Neese and Josh Woods or Brock Anderson and Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, I know Top Flight was kind of getting in the mix with ROH uh, until Dante's injury, but it looks like Darius Martin's still going to be in the mix with the Kingdom that that feud uh, there. So. Uh, yeah, the, probably those two teams. Yeah, I could definitely – I would love to see Josh Woods and Tony Nese, um, like, be a permanent fixture over there. Because you have two, you know, some of the best, you know, technical wrestlers that are on, you know, an AW or ROH. So to see that, that would be – yeah, I could definitely see that being, like, tag champions or being, like, you know, that team that – almost like the gatekeeper in a way. Yeah. Um, for me, this one was a hard one. Like so, because there's a lot of there's a lot of teams I feel like deserve to have a shot, and I think using Ring of Honor could help them get back onto a main feature on AEW Dynamite. So for me, um, I'm actually going with similar to one of your picks, um, Connor. I'm actually going with the Varsity Blondes. Um, I feel like you can have them go to Ring of Honor, and I'd actually do a, a almost a, a parallel story um, to the Hollywood Blondes where I think you kind of have that, you build them up as one of the best teams, and then you have them, have either Pillman or you have you know Griff turn on one another, depending on how you want to book it. And then you have just a great you know one-on-one feud after like a world championship run. And then you have Pillman. I want to see more of Pillman. Like I want to see more of his character where he's a loose cannon. And I think, yeah. you know, and I think Griff crazy. would be a great baby face, but he also needs a little bit of a character. You know, he needs some more character development. I feel like Pillman has the potential and has learned a lot from watching his father wrestle. So I think Pillman has more of the character, but Garrison has that, that wrestling capability to where you can have them both improve on, you know, their characters or wrestling. And then you can have them both break off eventually and become this giant single star. Um, Ethan brings up a good, um, or he, or he, well, he's, he thinks that Pillman and uh, Brock are together now, which, I think it's great. You have two generational they're talents kinda, that you know were the stable. That kind of makes the kind of makes the feud even more interesting because Garrison gets injured and he jumps to gun uh, Pillman. Uh, I mean to 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 Brock Anderson and Arn Anderson, uh, which I, I I can't remember which episode it was. It was on episode Dart, but I recommend watching it. Uh, Arn Anderson had like a backstage promo to get to uh, to. Brock Anderson, Brian Pillman Jr. No, like it was really good, uh, but that could justify the story even more, including Bar- yeah. Brock in it. Or yeah, like so include yeah. Brock, but they have the potential for it for sure. So, all right. Yeah. So, what about a what, what about your female star? Like, what what fe- if you look at the AEW roster right now? What standout female star do you think should go down there and go up against like Athena or? Um, who was their last? Who was their last uh, Ring of Honor cha- uh, female champion before Athena? Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes, yes, um, or Serena Deep. Like you have, like you have three, like you have three, like your most, you know, almost like almost like your three, like your strong women. And then who do you think would like pair up 
especially with Athena. Like, who do you think would be that star you could bring down to either potentially defeat Athena or could have, like, a, you know, be more of a standout star in Ring of Honor? Um, Connor, who do you think? We'll go with you first. Uh, she recently became all elite, uh, Sky Blue. Uh, ah, dude, we're on the same page. Here lately on our watch, been picking up a lot of wins. Uh, she, uh, can't remember if she beat Trisha Dora. I think Trisha Dora won. Now, she's a pretty good, uh, in a uh, wrestler for Ring of Honor, Trisha Dora on our watch. She's, she's really, really good. Uh, of course, Lady Frost has been on a Ring of Honor a little bit, but I don't see her, uh, taking the belt off of Athena. But I think Sky Blue having that underdog story that. You know, here in AEW, she's been picking up L's and everything. Then her going to ROH and picking up these wins because she's won at least two or three matches in a row this in ROH. So her picking up the wins and then because uh, Athena just beat Yuka Sakazaki at Supercard of Honor. Uh, and then she defended it against uh, someone on an ROH last Thursday. Uh, I think that, that would be a really good underdog story for Sky Blue uh, to win the ROH World Championship or Women's World Championship, or even Billy Starks. I know she's only 18, but uh, yeah, I got Sky Blue for that one. Yeah, um, Sky Blue was my pick as well for that one. Um, like, she's definitely improved a lot since, you know, she was a independent contractor for him. Yeah. And I'm so happy that she finally got a full contract. I'm surprised it took him this long to announce it. Um, but she's definitely probably one of the better and most improved wrestlers on that roster. If it wasn't Sky Blue, I would say, you know, maybe make Serena Deeb a permanent fixture down there. You know, yeah. have her, like, almost, like, you can have her put on some great technical matches, especially with Lady Frost. Like, I would love to see that main event, you know, one of the Ring of Honor pay-per-views this year. I think Lady Frost and Serena Deeb would be great. Um, so, I think you covered most of mine. So, I'm going to turn the time over to Aiden. Aiden, um, who would, what female superstar do you think should come down? I was also saying Sky Blue, but because that has been said by both of y'all now, uh, I'll say Billy Starks instead because it's going to yeah. be the same boat, young talent, young hungry talent going to, there to improve and eventually being called back up. And you also made a really good point with sending a veteran down for some more like freshness to the upper card. Uh, and I also would have said Serena Deeb, but if, because you said Serena Deeb, I'll say Ty Valkyrie. Oh, Ty Valkyrie. Very good pick. Because it's hard because it's like I want to see her defeat Jade and be that TBS champion, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think it has but, to be Chris Satlander beating Jade. Yeah, but apparently, um, my fiance she sent me a um, sent me an article before we went on air. But apparently, she is this close to coming back, so it should be very soon. So maybe we'll see it at one of the Battle of Belts, or maybe we'll see it in England. But yeah, Ty Valkyrie, that's a good she's, – she's definitely been – I've had to go on the YouTube and watch more of her stuff for sure. Because she's definitely – I think she's definitely got more – not trying to sound harsh in this one, but she's got a lot more – character. You know, she's got a lot more in-ring work, more character development than most of the, the AEW women right now. So I think she was a good pickup for sure. Okay. Um, I, I feel like it's going to rub off on a lot of women uh, character-wise. Yeah, Adam, who are you thinking, my friend? Well, I'm um, I'm actually going to go with Aiden on this one too. I think Billy Starks, fresh new signee with AEW. Um, you know, she got she got thrown into it right away with Jade. It's just another number on Jade's belt. But I think her going to 
Ring of Honor, ranking up, racking up some wins, mixing it up down there, and it'd be really good to get her going and, and then bring her back to you know TV on AEW. Um, if we're talking veterans, um, I can think maybe maybe Nyla Rose can head over to Ring of Honor, kind of you know work around with those girls over in Ring of Honor and mix it up there with you know um, Connor's favorite person, uh, Marina Shafir. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I know they just had a tag match together recently, but I mean, sending either one of those two, cause technically Marina Shafir is a vet within AEW. She's been there a while. Um, but you know, sending those two over there would be good, but yeah, I think Billy Starks definitely can benefit from going to ring of honor. Um, especially, you know, being the, the new fresh face within the organization. And like I said, the whole overall, um, uh, uh, entity of AEW slash Ring of Honor, um, but also like I said earlier, the Bunny going over there, you know, mixing it up. Um, so I mean, those would be my pick for the female wrestlers because, like, like you guys said, I think with Tyre Valkyrie, I think she's she's fine staying over on AEW. Maybe a couple of matches on Rampage. Um, again, don't think she's going to be the one to take it off of Jade. I think that's still the plan for Chris Statlander to do. Um, but also I can see a returning, um, Lay- uh, Layla Hirsch heading over to ring of honor, mixing it up a little bit too. Yeah. Layla, I feel like Layla and Athena could have an iron, you know, an iron woman match and you know, that, that could be a, you know, almost a pay-per-view main event right there. You know, you have your ring of honor women be the, you know, your closing match, your, you know, your, your big main event on a pay-per-view. I feel like that would be a good closing match for sure. All right, so the next one, um, so we're going to do our what male star. Now, this one for me was a lot harder to to kind of narrow down because I thought originally it was for me it was going to be Preston Vance. Uh, but then, you know, he's been doing a lot of stuff with Roosh down at Ring of Honor, so I kind of excluded him, at least from my thinking with it. Um, so one that I want to have it be a breakout star and go back to being a single star, Big Bill. Yeah. I would repackage him back as Kaz XL, Big Cass, you know, or Morrissey. I think you could use you call him Morrissey again. You know, he was probably one of the best, you know, baby faces in Impact Wrestling before he signed with AEW. You know, the guy's got the height, he has the look, he's got the muscle, he actually can speak really fluently and well on the mic. So I feel like you can have him be, you know, either a baby face or a heel world champion, whether it be the pure champion. Or I would say have him beat Claudio. You know, I think he could, I think he would do really well in Ring of Honor. Um, at least that's my that's who I think would do well. Um, I think you kind of need that bigger than life athlete down there. I think you need that height. That you need that you need, you need that mass. You need that that seven feet tall mass. You need that. Um, you can't so, teach that. You can't teach that. That's <laughs> or, yeah. Like, <laughs> You know, I feel like he was always kind of oversh- overshadowed by Enzo. You know, he's the tall one. But I feel like what, after, you know, Morrissey, you know, left WWE, went to Impact, independent scene. And when, even when he was on AEW before, I don't know why they changed his name to Big Bill unless it's something that he wanted to do. But I feel like he, like, I love, I feel like he could break away and just be an independent star. Um, so that's who I got. Um, Connor, who are you thinking? Well, I was going to say 
Toby Morrissey, but uh, <laughs> now I have to go with someone else. Uh, I think Anthony Agogo would be pretty good in ROH. Uh, I know he's had some uh, loose eye trouble, but uh, I see him in the gym a lot, uh, working out on uh, Instagram. Uh, he looks jacked. Uh, and, and hopefully for the AW All-In, he's uh, able to be on the card because he's he is he, he originates from the UK. Uh, if not Anthony Agogo, uh, I really think Aaron Solo will be really good. I know he's with, Aaron uh, Solo be good. He's with QT Marshall right now. Uh, but I've watched some of his independent stuff, uh, and he's really, really good. Uh, he doesn't want really to get the recognition on AEW, uh, or hasn't yet, but flicking like ROH, he uh, will come more of a, establishing himself as a singles wrestler. Uh, I got to say Anthony Agogo for for me. I think it's hard because with Anthony Agogo, like you said, with his eye, you know, with his all of his eye injuries, where I feel like, you know, when he had the match with Cody, I feel like he was going to be the next big thing in <coughs> AEW or like, or up there almost that good mid card range. But unfortunately, it's just those in like you know that that sight injury or that or that disease that he has that's keeping him off TV. Man, I hope he. I'd love to see him come back. I think ROH would be a good spot for him. All right, Aiden, what about you? Who are you thinking? Uh, I was also going to say Anthony Agogo. Really? He's like, yeah, I, I, just strictly for the reason of get him prepared for all in, get him, yeah. get him some okay. kind of role on the card. Uh, but because you said you said Anthony Agogo, I'm going to go with Bandito. Uh, Bandito, it, okay. It feels like Ring of Honor is taking a huge influence from foreign wrestling styles, from Lucha Libre yeah. and from Strong Style in Japan. Just having more luchadors cannot hurt at all. I love Bandito. Give him something to do, he will amaze you. No, no, Adam, I know you're gonna say Bandito, but who are you really? <laughs> actually, I was gonna say Bandito. My really? my pick for, my, yeah. my pick is actually gonna surprise a lot of you guys. Okay. Um I'm gonna go Sean Spears. Sean Spears. I, I'm gonna go Sean Spears just basically when he comes back. I, I feel like because he only had that one match back from that leave, um, that I feel like he, he needs to get back into ring of honor as far as a veteran standpoint, you know, to work with the young guys in that, co- in that, in that side. But also I can see him as a, a superstar singles in ring of honor. I can see him taking the title off of Cla- Claudio. I mean, I can see, see him as a ring of honor, uh, the ring of honor champion. I can see him as the ring of honor television champion. Um, it just with me, I feel like when he comes back, he could fit over in that ring of honor, kind of be like that guide um, because of his, his veteran status, but also just to get back in the ring a little bit and kind of, you know, because, again, he's been gone for a while, you know, him, him and him, him and Cassie are having a baby. So, I mean, he's getting prepared for that. Um, so once he comes back, I think ring of honor is a good step for him and then eventually get him back over to AEW and, and heck, maybe even start a feud with MJF. You know, may, you know. Imagine seeing um, Sean Spears as your Ring of Honor champion confronting MJF, the AEW champion, and them having a bickering match. Basically, MJF saying, "Hey, I brought you that. You should thank me." But then Sean Spears saying, "No, I did it myself." Like the story tells itself, you know. So um, I would either go with that, or even someone again, something another people are going to be shocked by Scorpio Sky. I mean yes. these. I feel like I feel like when he comes back from injury, that's another one where 
the, the ring rust is going to happen. And the good way to start that before getting them back on AEW television is getting them in ring of honor and letting them get some matches over there, get some wins over there, come back, maybe get them to feud with Ethan page. Um, saying that Ethan page turned his back on him and joined this other group and turned his back on me. Like the story, the story's there as well. Um, so I'm actually going with those two vets would, when they come back uh, to just basically go to ring of honor, build back up and then head back to AEW television. I can, I think that'd be a good spot. I know Spears, especially with how he's having a baby, he's probably excited, you know, ROH films, you know, two or three episodes in one go. So that way he could be home more with his kid. He could do other stuff outside of wrestling if he wanted to as well. And Scorpio, you know, he was the heart and soul at one time of, of Ring of Honor, especially with, you know, SoCal and Censor. Yeah. Um, so it's it, it feels natural, almost like a like you're you need a couple of homegrown talent to come help bring back up Ring of Honor to where it was. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go to the comment section before we move on to the next portion of our topic. Um, Ethan says, apparently um, she, uh, she signed to AEW, but isn't going to be on AEW TV, so she'll be on ROH more, is what he guesses. Um, I think Billy Starks. Yeah, Billy Starks. Yeah. But she's she's finishing up school, I think, right? She's trying to finish up her high school, and then she'll get to everything else. Yeah, she's uh, 18, I believe. Yeah, just yeah, but she's, but yeah, no, she's finishing up her. I read that she wants to finish up her senior year and at least get a high school high school diploma first before which, pretty much concentrating on that degree, the the wrestling. Yeah, which is really smart because you never know what could happen. With, I know you're young and all, but you never know if what one injury is going to take away your career from you. Yeah. Um, and uh, like as you mentioned, uh, Ring of Honor fans like a lot of shows together, so from like two or three matches. Yeah. Ring of Honor that now works the best, especially being in high school. Yeah, um, Ethan says <laughs> everyone everyone was going to say someone side by side. <laughs> that is kind of interesting that yeah. we we have a very interesting that we have a very similar mindset when it comes to some of the stars on <laughs> on AW programming. So, all right, so the next one we're going to go to we're going to go to um, what stars do you think should visit Japan and maybe spend time in the dojo. So I know Aiden's a huge New Japan mark. So Aiden, would you like to start us off on what female star do you think would be great over in the dojo and get some experience with Japan? Uh, yeah, here's another one where I would also there, there's a few camps that we want to go to. There's I want them to improve and I want to see like banger matches. Okay. So uh, for like my improvement side. Uh, still Sky Blue. <laughs> I, Sky Blue is one of my favorites in AEW's women's division, and it's all—it's totally because I'm biased, being from Chicago, and she's also from Chicago. So, um, so yeah, Sky Blue is one. Just any young talent, uh, Anna J would be fun. Ty Conti, I know, said uh, that she loves like that strong style, so I think she would be perfect for an excursion. Uh, and then for someone who I would want to go over to Japan to have to like see some banger matches. Uh, I think Serena Deeb would be really fun to see. Ooh, yeah, I want to see. I, it'll probably happen at some point, hopefully in Ring of Honor. But like Serena Deeb versus like Miyu Yamashita or something, that'd be so fun. Oh, that'd be a good match. I would even say um, eventually. Uh, I think she'd be great up against you know Mercedes Monet. <laughs> it's it's just fun to say her name, but I feel like you know Mercedes. I think after, now that she's gotten some matches under her belt probably spent the time, you know, in the ring more. 
I feel like her and you know Serena Deeb could probably put on a five star match, guaranteed. I feel like you have a good story between the two of them. Uh, yeah, that's that's some, some good picks. In I dig it. Um, Adam, what about she? Like, who, who would well, you like? To- I'm, since he said it, I I would also go Sky Blue as well. Um, <laughs> I think she would she would have some good matches over there. Um, others, I think actually uh, that. I feel I can have some really good matches over there. I mentioned her before as Layla Hirsch. I think uh, she she could have some solid matches over there in New Japan. Um, and then there's one more I'm trying to think of. Um, uh, oh, uh, Ru- uh, not no, not Ruby. Um, Tony Storm. Ooh. I'd love to see. Tony Storm go over to New Japan and get some action. I mean, um, I mean that there's there's that possibility with Forbidden Door, you know that you know the Outcasts can wrestle, you know, have one more person on their side and wrestle the female talents of New Japan, you know. So, um, I mean, you could imagine that. Do you have Mercedes Monet representing the New Japan team, or do you have her come over and team with the Outcasts during Forbidden Door? Um, so the possibilities are endless, but those are probably some of the females I can think of that I, I could see having some good matches and get some experience over there in, in new Japan. So, um, Mike actually, um, actually kind of agrees with you on that. Um, he actually, he bets that Mercedes will be at forbidden door too. I think that'll be like your, one of your big surprises that'll happen there of some sort, whether she's wrestling on the card or shock run in or some kind of, Something's gonna happen with Mercedes at that event. You, like you can't just not have your biggest female star, at least when it comes to viewership-wise. You can't have them not be on that pay-per-view. Like you have to. I think you have to have her versus Hater or something like that. So, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, Adam, very good picks for sure, man. Uh, Connor, what about you, man? Like what? Like who would you like to see go to Japan or benefit from the dojo? Uh, for improvement, uh, Rena Shavir. Uh, <laughs> now, I, I do see potential in a great technical style of her, like Serena D, but uh, it's going to take some time. Uh, I believe her going to New Japan. Uh, right, they, have a, they have a women's division now, don't they? Right, they've just now started a women's division. Yeah. Uh, maybe her go over there. Uh, maybe for improvement, maybe Sky Blue. Yeah, there we go again. Uh, <laughs> Blue, uh, for women, Mercedes. I mean, Sky, Marine Severe for improvement. Uh, for good matches, uh, someone out of the someone out of the norm. Uh, maybe Darius Martin or Ar Fox. Hmm. Yeah, I can I can definitely see those. Um... I feel like Maria Shavir, um, even John Moxley has talked a lot about her saying that um, saying that he actually is working with her. So she's getting a lot better. He wants to see the blood sport Maria Shavir in AEW. He wants to see more of that. Uh, I can't remember who she faced, but apparently like it was one of the best like blood sport matches that they've seen. Have you guys, have you guys uh, heard of that? That match or heard of her being a blood sport? I have I, not. I knew she was part of blood sport. I just never seen the match. Because mm. I know John Moxley. I was listening to his um, his podcast he did with Renee Young, and he kind of went into detail like he likes working with her. 
So, you know, I think getting her some other experience outside of AEW and ROH, that might be a big step for her. Um, for me, looking at, uh, I was kind of looking at the women's roster, and I know New Japan's got that, that famous dojo. A lot of a lot of great wrestlers, like you know, look at um, Juice Robinson. You know, he he left NXT. You know, he went over to New Japan, went through the dojo, and became you know one of the best tag teams with you know Finn Juice with Finley. Um, so for me, I think when I when I made my list, um, two out of three um, part of our categories were who I think could actually benefit from for going into the dojo. Um, so for me, it's Jade. I think Jade is a great, you know, she's great on the mic. You know, she's that bitch. Um, she's, you know, she's definitely one of the best talkers in the company. But we've all said it. She needs a little more, she needs a little more diverse action in the ring. She needs to kind of clean up. She's still a little green. So I feel like if you send her over to New Japan, let her work with some of the great women and men over there, especially, you know, like Rocky, I feel like he, he could actually get her to be on the right track. And if, I think with a little bit more of, you know, some finesse, a little more tweaking with her wrestling ability, you know, I think she could be a woman's champion one day. Um, but I think she needs to go, I think she needs to really go over somewhere else, whether it's independent scene or the dojo, especially I think the dojo could really, really help her character or, and help her as a wrestler. Um, and I'm kind of going to lead into my next, um, to my tag team, but top flight, I feel like you put Top Flight in the dojo, and then you also have them, you know, battle it out in, you know, the tag league over there. You necessarily don't have to have them win, but if you can get them as close as the semifinals and say lose to like Gorillas of Destiny or you know, or somebody in Bullet Club or, you know, one of the bigger or one of the bigger names where they may lose, but they still get put over and have like a Tanahashi or a or a Tamatanga, like somebody like that, bring them up. You know, you get them over there, you have them work on their character development, have them work on their psychology and their heavy hitting. And I feel like that would be a great start for them to get better and eventually, you know, have them win the tag titles. Um, so before I pass it over to you guys again, um, Mike says uh, Maria Jade for sure would be great in, to go to the dojo and improve in Japan. Um, David also says, that's it. They both can stay healthy to use them for top flight. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is with, with Dante, it wasn't his fault. That's the thing with Dante getting hurt. It wasn't his fault in that spot. That was, you know, fortunately his, you know, one of the tag teams, was it Phoenix or was it, um, or was it Penta that, that messed up on that spot and injured? I, Dante? Think, I think it was Penta. Yeah. So you can't really blame Dante on that one. I don't think it was anyone messed up. It's just like, you know, accidents happen. Yeah. I think uh, when he comes back, they should strictly, you can only, like, the half line is what is is catching up with them. Now, that that move uh, was a Canadian Destroyer. I think it was Penta that did a Canadian Destroyer off the uh, ladder onto the, was it like four tables? It was like three or four tables. Yeah. Uh, but when hopefully he's not going to be out for a long time. But normally, uh, if you don't watch his basketball, Gordon Hayward when he did that, he missed yeah. the entire season. His uh, look nasty. Told um, him he shouldn't have left the Jazz. If he didn't leave the Jazz, <laughs> he wouldn't have got hurt. <laughs> but yeah, I, 
Yeah, I could definitely. Yeah, so hopefully he has a speedy recovery. Um, but I think they kind of need to slow it down a little bit and work on their psychology. Um, Adam, what team would you like, or what tag team would you like to see over in New Japan? Um, and I actually like, I would like to see them mix, mix it up over there, it would be uh, Roosh and Preston Vance. Um, really? yeah, I think, I think they can have some banger matches over there, um, just because of their style. I mean, Roosh already has some of that Lucha Libre style into him and just to mix it up with new Japan style, um, the dojo style and everything like that. And then Preston Vance kind of like, he needs to also find kind of a balance in some of his brute style. So it might mix well in new Japan, but he can also find some new stuff over there in the dojo. Um, so I, I mean, think about that, that that's the only team that comes to mind that I think would have, banger matches over in new Japan is those two because they, they already have like great matches together in AEW. I just want to see them mix it up with new Japan, you know, and, um, and just see them, um, kind of mix their style with that style over there. Yeah, definitely. Cause I know, especially at Preston, like he's just great. You know, he's just, you know, branching out from his 10 character. So I think, I feel like having him learn some strong style, like he would be a, Deadly force in AEW or ROH. Yeah, that's I didn't think about that one, Adam. That one that one impressed me, man. <laughs> well, I just thought about it because I I just rewatched their match versus uh, uh God, who was it that they wrestled on Rampage that one night? Uh I don't know if it was a week or two ago. Um my mind's drawn a blink right now, man. <laughs> But I just rewatched. I rewatched one of their tag matches from Rampage, and I was just like, "Man, these guys would do so much damage in other promotions if they if they were a team everywhere." And that's when I thought was, "Man, they would do so well in New Japan. Hell, they would do awesome in AAA." I, I mean, yes. I think I think those two over in AAA would have amazing matches. I guess definitely in AAA. Aiden, what about you? Uh, who would you like to see? Uh, for <clears throat> tag team going to Japan, I would say this is you, you can consider this cheating if you want, mm-hmm. but I would say best friends, even though they have already wrestled over there a few, a few times. Trent is well, they're all technically members of Chaos now because of Rocky Romero. Mm-hmm. But I just think, uh, I like seeing Trent in Ring of Honor, I like seeing Trent with Rocky and Rapongi Vice. I want to see Trent and Chucky e. T tear it up. I think they that they definitely have the potential. They have the size, they have the strength, they can do hard hitting offense when they want. They are technically sound. I think they would do phenomenal over there. Yeah, that's um I would love to see, it's almost like a reunion in a way for them going back to Japan. Um I didn't even think of, I totally forgot they were in Japan until you brought it up. Um and before I you know have Connor go last, uh Jason wants to see Santana Ortiz um go to Japan. Have they wrestled in Japan in, or are they at some one place they haven't wrestled yet? I have no idea. I don't know if I. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't. I assume not, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Yeah, that'd be a really cool one. Uh, so thanks, Jason, for watching, and uh, thank you for uh, giving us your uh, your take on that. Um, Connor, what about you, my friend? Close us out. Uh, for this, I'm going to go with uh, 2.0. Uh, they've been to WWE, they've been to AEW. I don't think they've been to Japan ever. Uh, I could be wrong, uh, but 2.0 would be pretty good. 
I was watching the AEW Road 2 and uh, Matt Lee, I, I don't know what his name is now. I call him by, call him by Jeff Parker and Matt Lee, or original names. Uh, but he can cut some pretty good promos. Like, he must be a Terry Funk when he's all bloodied up in the hair. And uh, I like to see 2.0 uh, go over there. I don't really know a lot of the teams in New Japan currently. Uh, is, is, is GOD still a thing? Yeah, they're still tagging, if I remember correctly. Uh, and, uh, do you know if they're still tagging or GOD? Yeah. I believe. Well, I think right now Tamatanga is the never openweight champion, so I don't think they've been tagging as much. He's been defending that belt, okay, but sure. they're still like, they're still like in the same group. They would still. There's no reason for them that they wouldn't team. Yeah, because are they part of Banzai? Um, which they're. I don't know what they're. I can't remember. I haven't watched tons of New Japan recently because all of my favorites have really left. But uh, sadly. Like, yeah, well, I mean, they're in AEW now. So like, well, you think about it, it kind of goes in cycles too. Because think about it. WWE did it with Styles and the Good Brothers and Nakamura. AEW has done it with the Bucks, Kenny White. So yeah, it's true. It's kind of like a not a dry spell, but uh, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I would say Hook going to Japan, uh, him and Housen, but. I don't know how that would okay, work. Listen. They would wonder, do so well in DDT, actually. I wonder yes, how DDT. I wonder how how Danhausen would get over with the Japan crowd. Like how the, how that interaction would be. Oh, they would love him in DDT. Oh, he'd be no, over. Yeah, they would. They would. They would eat him up. They would. They would <laughs> love him. They would. They'd be like, "We like this guy. I don't know why, but we like him." Yeah, but two point that would be that'd be a fun. Oh, dude, the, just the promos they could cut. Be like, I don't know how to speak this Japanese, like, but it still sports entertainment to me. Like from tonight's uh, AEW Road Two, like Matt Lee's promos, like, th- and like they don't show these on TV, which they should, but they're really, really good. Uh, Matt Lee can cut a promo. Uh, I believe it was like Blood and Guts one time. He was bloodied up, and he was talking about he he missed his uh, kids first. Uh, like he like he he missed his kid walking for the first time. Uh, and he cut a really, really good promo. That was kind of really real life. Uh, it was out of blood and guts. Uh, yeah, two point would be really good. All right. So the next one's going to be a little more um, controversial, and uh, I'm excited to see how our how our opinions are on this one. So with this next one, who would you like to see go to a different company and be better? So it could be WWE or Impact Wrestling. So this is gonna be uh, easy for me, um, but <laughs> uh, going first. why don't you go, Connor? Why yeah, don't you Connor, go? It's so like, easy. Go, go. Uh, to go to Impact, uh, voice is their name before, but Marina Shavir. Um, going on the impacts. Uh, actually, Leva Bates, uh, she's been really, really good in NXT as blue pants. Uh, but now I don't know where what happened. I know she's got another job in AEW, as uh, she has some other jobs in AEW. Yeah, uh, she's doing like she's doing more like the uh, like the heels, she's doing like the charity work, and the she's actually, I think she's actually in charge of the heels project. Yeah, uh, I went to WWE. That's a tricky one. Uh, I knew I knew the impact side with Marina Shavir. Uh, 
but uh, to WWE that I know Bandito said today that he wants to go to WWE, which I know he he went to the performance center. I believe that's what he said and did some stuff. Uh, it depends on how they're going to book Dragon Lee. Like, has he, has he been on NXT so far? Dragon Lee, I know, I know he's signed with NXT. Uh, like, it really, really depends on how they book. Like, I don't feel like besides Rey Mysterio, they've booked a good luchador besides Rey Mysterio. Uh, maybe Ultimate Dragon in 2004, but <laughs> I, I can't, maybe Sin Cara, Kalisto, but I can't think of any luchador that they've really booked really that well. Mysterio's uh, been the only one, really. Yeah. If you want to guess the Lucha Dragons, I guess, or the, what was the, the Lucha House Party? Lucha House Party, uh, yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard, isn't it? The WWE, yeah. I could see Ethan Page in WWE, like, just like his character and stuff, but they would, it'd be like how LA Knight was with the glasses and the maximum models. It'd be all, he'd be wearing the, Stuff. Uh, oh, also from going to Impact, uh, Scorpio Sky would be pretty good. Uh, come in front of Gazarian over there. Yeah, that'd be um, interesting. But if I had to say really one person that could say going from AEW to WWE, probably Andrade. Like, realistically, that's who, who I see. Uh, even with Vince coming back, he'll probably still go back. Uh, yeah, it's uh, he kind of gets a bad break, sadly. That's just a tough situation, like from AEW to WWE. Like that's really tough. Uh, I kind yeah. of, I kind of did one. For, so each one of mine, I did one for NXT, one for Impact, and then one for um, WWE main roster. So, um, from I think looking at it for me, and I'll just give you, I'll just give you my female that I want to I think could do better with being in the performance center and actually goes off of the uh, Congress favorite wrestler Maria Shavir. I think yeah. I think I, I think wasn't she in the NXT at one point? Yeah, I feel like you, I think you kind of need to send her back. I think she needs a second attempt at it. You know, she's got promise, especially from what Moxley was saying. But I think she needs. I think she needs a little more hands-on yes. and more of a control technique and a more like where all-around package where you could go day in day out, go there, train, and then perform. I feel like next she would success her well. There's, there's one person also. Uh, not in the AW right now. A big swell would be pretty good in NXT. Uh, I, I don't know how she's not there already. Uh, with Cedric Alexander working for WWE. I wonder if it's just because her attitude. And things that she said. Online. Well, I know she has Crohn's disease, I believe. So. Ooh, never mind. That's she has Crohn's. I believe so. Yeah, she said that in the past. Big mm-hmm. swell does. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, but that's yeah. a that's a really tough one, Wayne. <laughs> I know um, you're gonna hate me for my for my uh, other pick. So um, I'm gonna wait for that one for a second. Um, Aiden, what about you? Uh, what about um, what female star do you think would be better? outside of AEW. I was thinking it's it's kind of controversial, but I feel like Jade Cargill kind of fits the WWE mold of what should be a superstar. She can talk, she has the look, everything like that. And she is still improving on her wrestling ability. She is like I'll say I said it once and I'll say it again. I think she has had 
probably the best match. Every time there's been a battle of the belts, she's had the best match. I haven't watched the most recent one, so I haven't been able to judge that. But um, I think that I like it would it hurts to say that I want to send Jade away. And I'm not saying I want to, but if I had to choose someone, I would. Um, I just don't know who else on the roster fits well in WWE. The only other person I, like, I can think yeah. of is Paige Van Zandt. True. I, I'd i say with me, if I mind butting in with mine, Layla yeah. Gray. That's also fair. That's very fair. Yeah. Lay- Layla Gray and Velvet Sky, or not Velvet. Oh my God, Velvet Sky. <laughs> Velvet, Velvet Sky. Velvet, Velvet Sky. Uh, Red Velvet or Layla Gray would definitely fit WWE's mold, especially in NXT right now. Like they definitely fit in with that roster um, just because they've got looks. Um, some of their in-ring skill is pretty decent, but I mean, at the performance center, they can probably brush up on it a little bit, but I mean, and I'm with, I'm with Aiden. Jade basically is the poster child of women's division in, in WWE. That is exactly who they would love to have. It's almost like you're looking at, and it's kind of a, a I guess, I don't know if it's a, 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 a big, big poop on, on her legacy, but it's almost like the next China is where I see Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill would be the next China in WWE um, because she's got that muscle look. She's a good looking woman. Um, her skills would definitely fit in with WWE. Um, so I would say any one of those three definitely would benefit in WWE and even impact. I think Layla gray and, and uh, red velvet would, would benefit and impact for sure. Yeah, I can, I can see that for sure. You know, um, it's just, that's only with Jade. It's, She's, I think if you gave her like an ABC kind of match type, but you see a lot of the women's division have where, you know, it's almost like, almost like a Rhea Ripley kind of match, you know, with her match with Asuka, you know, it was a great match, but think about it, everything was kind of planned out. She can have more time just to be a character in the ring. She can really flesh it out instead of having to worry about some of the women that have more of a wrestling, you know, character, like where they're more hard hitting, where they don't focus so much on being a, specific person where they let their you know actions in the ring you know make sense um jason i do see your comment i am not going to bring it up i do apologize <laughs> but it's uh i'll bring it up here once we're done with this segment and i'll oh, who are you gonna joke say, laugh about it like you said it was gonna offend someone going to oh you uh, <laughs> so by, we'll, by, we'll get into it then um and this is before the reports came out today at least before oh, i yeah. saw but <laughs> i thought brian Cage, at least I think he could be used more in XT. I, I, I think um, he, he would have went if uh, VKM wouldn't have came back. Yeah. I think looking at it, if you have someone like Braun Breaker, you yeah. know, I feel like that's a dream match right there. Um, have him. You know, he could be like, you kind of need another big man. I feel like in XT right now, I thought he would fit that mold. You know, he's like almost like an Adam Cole where he's already seasoned well. Um, but you get them on there to kind of help build up some other stars, have that next generation as well, and then use Brian Cage to go to the main roster after he builds a few people up, and then you have him go up against people like, you know, look at Walter. I think Walter and Cage would be oh. a barn burner like that. And so that was kind of my thinking with it, but that was before we saw that. Um, as of reports are saying that he's re-signed with AEW, which I'm glad because I like yeah. Brian Cage. Um but I was kind of thinking, like, man, like, I feel like he could be used better 
in a company. Unfortunately, with AEW, they don't book big man that much. So I feel like WWE could have done a little bit better job with booking him. That's a perfect story. All the big men gather together saying, we're sick of it, and they take over AEW. Hey, the Cruiserweights versus the big man. Five on five. Right. There you go. That'd be fun. The Or a, a Blood and Guts match. That would be insane. That would be really fun. Like Archer, Darby, Cage, Lee, you know, um, that, that would be fun. So, yeah, that was my pick. Um, like I said, I love Brian Cage, and I was thinking he was WWE bound. I really did. Yeah. Um, what about you, Aiden? Do you think any male star should be leaving the company going to WWE, or who do you think would be benefit for going? Um, I pretty much just had everyone who was implied that they want out of their contract, <laughs> people like Miro, Andrade. Uh, just let them be with their, their significant other in whatever company they want. If Andrade wants to be wrestling alongside Charlotte, I think you should let him. Uh, another person I had was Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. I feel like Griff Garrison kind of fits the mold of, like the, at least physically, of a WWE superstar, and Brian Pillman Jr. has the history of his name there. Uh, and I feel like he has the, the look of a star, and WWE values that a lot, especially with his hair and his like uniforms yeah. and everything. Um, and then a, a kind of a curveball, and it pains me to say it, but Ricky Starks. I feel like he, like, just you could have a feud with Cody. He has a real, very real relationship with Cody. He, it's organic. It's. I just feel like uh, he'll thrive anywhere that can really put a big production behind him. Yeah, he could be the next Rock. He really, he really could. You know, he literally seemed like because he could literally have that Hogan, a Hollywood Hogan versus Rock moment with. With Reigns or Cody, it, it's it sucks to say that because I love Ricky Starks and I feel like he could be the one to defeat Max eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. This could be it's a just, elite thing, but I think at all out, uh, Ricky Starks beating Hollis for a TNT title. Uh, I think last year they had the same had a match, but this time for a title, and Ricky Starks beating beating uh, Hobbs at all out would be pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense from a story yeah. story point. Yeah, it would come full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be like, like it'd be poetry motion. And then like his theme, like the revolution has been televised. <laughs> yes, it would fit. It fits perfectly. Um, Adam, what about you? Do you have any that you would like to see go? Sorry, one uh, second. I, sorry, oh, sorry, Adam. I, I, I'm just. I don't mean <laughs> to be evil, but my dining hall closes in about 18 minutes, and I have not eaten dinner yet. So I, I'm going to get going and eat some dinner. I apologize, y'all. I'll know where he's in. Hey, thanks for jumping on, man. We appreciate you coming on. I will uh, I will see you guys probably on uh, Friday for Rampage. I have an exam tomorrow at exactly 7. <laughs> it, all my biology ones are scheduled for then. But right. uh, I will see you guys on Friday then. All right, and take care, man. Thanks for your Good luck on your exam, bro. Thank you. <laughs> I'll see you, Adam. Uh, all right. We so me, um, I I actually kind of agree with Aiden of all the ones that want out of the contracts that want to go be with their spouse. Um, but one might shock a lot of people is Sammy Guevara. Um, hmm, okay. I, I feel like Sammy Guevara with his personality, um, his his whole um, like good looking face and like look at my hot hot wife and all this crap. I think he would fit the mold over in WWE 
I mean, you could kind of see him and Tame Mello going over there to maybe feud with the Miz and Maurice. Like you, I mean, you could see that. I mean, every time I see, because basically what it was was Cody and Brandy were basically supposed to be what I think Sammy and Tay are right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. In all honesty, um, but man, to see Sammy and Tay to go over to WWE, or I mean, even Impact, but. I also feel like Sammy gets so much heat, which is good. That's what he, that's his, his goal is to get the heat. Um, and he plays it so well. Um, but also he's just a really talented guy that, you know, that he's had a lot of great matches in AEW um, that if he wanted to take the chance, you know, and hopefully not get buried by, by the roster in WWE, but I can see him doing, I mean, all the stuff he does in the ring anyways. I, I mean, it would be, I mean, just imagine him versus, I hate to say it, see him versus Logan Paul. Like that, <laughs> all this, because people give Logan Paul yeah. so much crap. But watching some of his stuff and realizing that the guy actually loves the sport of professional wrestling and, 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 re and respects it, people shit on it. You know, it's like you can't be an outsider come in into pro pro wrestling and think you can do it. It's been going on since the 90s. I mean, look at Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone jumping into WCW and having those mm -hmm. matches with oh, Diamond Dallas Page and Hulk Hogan. You know, it's been going on with famous people jumping into pro wrestling. You know, it's it, it, the biggest thing is David Arquette killed WCW. <laughs> David Arquette didn't know what he would. I, I mean, he didn't. He didn't know. And now look at him, where he actually enjoys the sport and he wants to respect it more. And he actually got in shape and decided to do pro wrestling. You know, yes. I mean, watching watching that documentary about you can't kill David Arquette. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is awesome. Like he actually loves the sport. Um, but yeah, no, Sammy Guevara, and um, maybe. Oh, man, I, I hate to say Ricky Starks, but you guys are right. He kind of fits that. He kind, Aiden's right. He kind of fits that mold. You know, he kind of fits the WWE mold of smooth talker on the mic, good looking guy, you know, uh, and he's got some good ring skills, you know, and he, he, he controls the ring. So I think with that, those are the only two I can think of. Tag team wise, maybe private party. Um, they can almost be a good feud with freaking the street profits. You know, those two teams kind of have almost the same vibe to each other that I guarantee you, they can both put on really good tag matches. So very similar gimmicks for sure. I mean, very same gimmicks, but, but the matches between them would be very solid. Yeah. And also looking at too, um, they're looking at splitting them up too. Did you hear about the reports about that, that um, one of them is, looking to have a singles run here for the, after the draft. Apparently I think not. it was, I think, I think they were talking about possibly Montez, Montez Ford, yeah. maybe getting a singles push. It's, uh, I that's one of the hard things about WWE. It's like, I wish they sometimes wouldn't break him up or at least, or make sure it's like part, part of the story. Don't just like say, Oh, we're just drafting him apart. Kind of like a uh, new day. Yeah. Well, look, it's like uh, Big E on SmackDown. And, but they yeah. still were with involved with Big E, though. So you yeah. hurt. Yeah. Um, I think for a tag team for me, um, I, I can't see any tag teams fitting the WWE mold from AEW. 
Um, so I'm going to choose Impact on this one. And the Butcher and Blade, I feel like they could be great Impact World Champions. They have the look, the style. They could go up against, like, Heath and Rhino. They, they, they There's a lot of, I guess, fresh matches, like Motor City Machine Guns they could go up against. I feel like they would do a lot better in Impact and be a bigger star. You know, that's a smaller stage, but I feel like they would get more TV time than going to WWE or staying here in AEW. Um, I love Butcher and Blade. They're one of my favorite you know, tag teams, but they really haven't had a chance to actually shine on their own. They've had some great okay. moments, but it feels like they always get buried by whatever faction they get thrown into. So for me, I feel like they kind of need to go. To, I think I feel like Impact would would make them bigger and better to where potentially they could go back to AEW and, and be world champions. Um, don't wrong. I think they could do it now, but I think they need a little more help or a little more credibility. I feel like uh, well, one of the best matches was the uh, I can't remember it was the bunkhouse. Uh, it was it was, it was Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall versus Butcher and Blade, and the uh, it was the bunkhouse match or and like, like there was another one with the Unbox and Butcher and Blade in the actual kitchen of Daly's place. Uh, it was, really was that a, a false count anywhere match or was that a street yeah. fight? Uh, it was one of the two because uh, I know they went like all through uh, Daly's place into Jack into the Jacksonville Jaguars. Stadium a little bit, uh, but I agree uh, that Kip Saban should be in singles and Butcher and Boy should be in tag. Uh, you can keep Penelope. I, I guess he's injured still, but keep Penelope with Kip as you know his manager. Oh, did you not hear why she was injured? Like, yeah, I did. Was, yeah, I, that was very sad. I I know she was injured, like had an injury, but I didn't know that then, but I know that now. Yeah, I'm. I knew she was injured. I don't know how she was injured. So that so, you might have to fill me in on that. So um, they posted a video um, right before April first, and Kip and Penelope were supposed to be parents, but ah, uh, she had, no, yeah, yep, no. Now I, yep, now I remember. Yeah, okay, so, yeah. So yeah, so that's kind of why everything happened. And I think. I think she's doing better because I think she's got like a cyst that's causing her issues with that. With fortunately, happened with her pregnancy, but um, but yeah, I feel like hopefully Penelope can get come back fully, and her and Kip just are such a great like duo, you know, whether they're managing each other or if they're wrestling. So um, yeah, like I said, this, this, like the hard part, like this, like I said, this was the hardest one to come up with, at least like when it comes to like. Who you could, who would do better outside of AEW? Because there's so much talent and so many possibilities, dream matches that we can have. Um, but unfortunately, that it's the downside with AEW is that giant roster. And unfortunately, Ring of Honor hasn't fully helped it yet. And if the third show comes in, Tintos going to help. Yeah, yeah, the collision. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, then, it'll yeah. be a good spot, and hopefully, then, people will watch it. But then, then you got House Rules. House uh-huh. Rules. All the, this, this year we're gonna have six pay-per-views. Uh, count for indoor, and there's gonna be an all-out back-to-back. So all in one weekend, and the next weekend all out. So my poor bank account. <laughs> like but shut up and take my money. I, <laughs> but it's gonna I be just, worth it though. I just hope all in is available to watch because it looks like it's not gonna be a pay-per-view. Uh, what? Yeah, it's not gonna be a. 
pay-per-view. How is it? How is it going to be in a big stadium in the and well, well, their time, the time difference too. It's going to be very hard to do that with the time difference. I'll still watch. I mean, I'll I'll still watch. Even if it's the next, well, I'll probably watch live, but uh, I'll just say that you know, WB uh, and Discovery, whatever they're called now, has a their streaming service and it's streaming service. A new streaming service launching pretty soon, and it could be on there, uh, on this new streaming service, uh, with the launch of AEW on uh, their, their streaming deal. Because hmm. are, are they a 12 hour time difference than us? Or are they. I, th- I think it's 12. So you'd have to do it like in the afternoon for us to watch it in the nighttime. Or... Yeah, you would have to do it at like 1 yeah. o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, you have to do like a one o'clock show just for us to watch it at night. Yeah. Or pre-record it, you know. Yeah, right now that it's, might uh, be the other option because I know they did it with the Jericho Cruise. Right now, yeah. London right now it's two twenty-two a.m. Oh, so yeah, it would have to do it like absolutely. They can't do it ninety thousand. They can't do a ninety thousand. So wait, right so what time is it in UK? Uh, two twenty-two a.m. London. Two twenty-two. So that's. 9, 10, 11, 12. One, two, that's five hours. So it's a five-hour difference. We over-exaggerated the 12. <laughs> yeah. But a five-hour difference, oh. yeah, you would have to do – you would have to do – yeah, you would have to do a 3 o'clock in the afternoon show just for it to be an 8 o'clock pay-per-view. Like, there's no way. Awesome. It's not, like, 90,000-seat arena, not not for people to watch. <laughs> there's no way. I'll be the stupidest – like, that, like also, they make, they make a profit off this, too, because – uh, it seems like their biggest event ever that they've ever done. Uh, first stadium show, too. Yeah, but, like, you can't just, like, you have to have it watched or streamed somewhere. It can't just be, like, a glorified house show. And, you know, that, especially all in, like, all in. Yeah, especially with now that they have the rights to all in. No, yeah. No. There's no all way right. that. Yeah. Um, Adam, uh, let's get back to the Tag teams. Do you have a tag team in mind that you would like to see? Or did you already give your tag team? Yeah, I already said. I said private party. Oh, private party. Duh. Sorry, I'm yeah. getting tired. But um, no, um, yeah. I, it was funny because I wanted to touch base on one of the comments that's there. Uh, Davis. Oh, Davis. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, it, it, <laughs> it's not that they're afraid to go WWE. It's also the fact that WWE also has a bloated roster, but also m- what I've read is they have a higher freeze. So they're not hiring anybody right now. Um, and I, I think it's part of because of that new deal they got with Inde- Endeavor, um, that they put a freeze on all new hires. Um, but it is kind of a mix of not being afraid of going there. It's just th- it's worrying more than afraid because they don't want to get buried on the roster that's already bloated over there too um but also because of a certain someone that's still in control over there um but from what i've read when that person's not around i'll just say his name vince when vince is not around i guess reports are morale is good because of paul aka triple h um morale is better with him around than it is with vince um, and I just read today that Vince has a clause in his reads that he also has to follow the code of conduct over there. Mm. Um, 
with his with his new boss and new company. Um, because if he gets out of line once, he, he can be gone. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, but but also that, but I think that's what a lot of people were upset about too with AEW, and we talk about it a lot is because of a bloated roster, not knowing that a, a WWE also has a bloated roster. People forget um, that, don't they? <laughs> people forget that WWE also has a bloated roster. That is why they have, what, four or five shows a week, you know, yeah. when they have a Raw an NXT. Um, heck, How they even show? have uh, another show called Level Up, you know, and now they have, you know, SmackDown and all this stuff. Super I mean, yeah, Saturday night, uh, Saturday, uh, our main yeah. event, whatever the name of that yeah, show so, is. Yeah. They, they've got so the show, they've got way more shows because they have a bloated roster like that, you know, that they can't utilize everybody. Yet people want to complain, oh, AEW has a bloated roster. But at least they're trying to utilize everybody. They're not just putting everybody on the back burner. You know, they're like, ah, no, you're not on tonight. Maybe they're like, we got you here. So we're going to get you there. But but I, I just wanted to touch on that comment real quick. No, yeah. I feel like with having Vince come back in charge, you know, I feel like some talent would be afraid to go over because, hey, you are part of the rival company. If you look at not many stars from – ECW or WCW, besides only a handful, um, work like they got buried when they went over. GDP got buried. You know, look what happened with Sting and Triple H. Like Sting should have won his debut match at WrestleMania, but no, you wanted to use it as an ego booster to say WWE is better and have and have DX beat the NWO like they did. You know, it's that's another thing too. It's like I'd be if I was an AEW wrestler. I would be scared to go to WWE if Triple H is your chairman. Yes, he's not going to go through the weeds, so to speak, apparently what he's saying. like He's not going to do every little storyline. But what's it from him saying, well, shit, pal, you are taught, you, you know, you were, you are hot shit on this AEW product, but uh, now you're going to job out to osmosis. Like, I, like I've, seen with, <laughs> I've seen interviews like that he's not looking for professional wrestlers. He's looking for superstars. I want uh, superstars. Like basically, like you've you've wrestled a few shows in the Indies, great, but that's not what I'm looking for. Basically, that kind of attitude. Way they want athletes too. That's that's their new gimmick. Is they want athletes. That's why they're signing all these NIL deals with all these young athletes. You know, that's Kurt Angle, and they're not going to get another Kurt Angle. They're not going to get another Kurt Angle. Yeah, they're trying to replicate some. They're trying to replicate something they've done decades ago, but it's not working. And that's why I feel a lot of people are being turned away from WWEs because they keep repeating what they did in the past that that people were tired of. They're like, we want to see something new, but then you're rehashing stuff that you Angle. saw like decades ago. I think Kurt Angle was going to be a one of a kind. Uh, yep. Yeah. But you uh, used to see Rock months ago, uh, Adam. Oh, uh, like, uh, like, like these famous, like Logan Paul, uh, like these people that aren't really wrestlers, but they're getting the rest wrestling. But I think now, like Logan Paul, uh, Bad Bunny, he did a Canadian Destroyer, and he did one of he wanted to do one of the best Canadian Destroyers I've ever seen a, a celebrity <laughs> do. I think nowadays we're seeing a lot more celebrities actually take it seriously, like Logan Paul. I think he's really the first one 
to actually transition himself into an actual wrestler, really. Uh, I give him a lot of credit. I don't like him as a person, but he really busted his butt to become a WWE superstar. And actually, he reminds me of Hook a little bit. Like, well, well, his first few matches going, like, doing, he looks like he's been wrestling for years. Well, he hasn't wrestled in major promotions, but I, I, I got to go back to David Arquette. Like, if if you guys haven't seen that documentary, anybody who's watching this hasn't seen the "You Can't Kill David Arquette" documentary, you need to watch it. Um, it's basically his journey back into fixing his image of what he destroyed in pro wrestling, what he felt like he destroyed it, and he his journey back to it. One of the one of the things he does. He goes to Mexico and he does Lucha Libre and, oh, no. and he actually he learns the Lucha Libre style of pro wrestling. And in one of those parts, they do Lucha Libre wrestling in the streets, Damn. like in traffic. <laughs> and like they do a match, like a staged match, Lucha Libre match in the street. And he kind of learns how they earn their living down there for Lucha Libre. And at the end of his journey in, in, in Mexico, the Lucha Libres that he's working with actually give him a mask. Oh, that's which cool. If, any, if anybody knows in Lucha Libre, you have to work and earn that respect to earn that mask in Lucha Libre. And David Arquette did so well that they're like, dude, yeah, you've earned this. So like watching that, I feel like David Arquette is literally the first celebrity to actually step in and actually understand pro yeah. wrestling and respect it from what his mistake was back in WCW, and you know, so make, it's, yeah. and not just make it. Yeah. And it was, it, it's probably one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. I'm going to have to go watch it. Cause I watched his program with Nick Gage. Mm-hmm. I, I watched that and the whole, and I got a glimpse of, of David Arquette. Cause I was, which by wrong. the way, do you know, do you remember who drove him to the hospital? For that was, from that it match, was, uh, it was Luke Perry, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Luke Perry and Jack Perry. They were both in the car. Wow, they were both in the car driving him to the hospital. Yeah, um, I'm glad they clip these like these big things Adam saying, like making like a short, like <laughs> like that was really yeah. good. I didn't know any of that. I'm actually gonna go. I'm actually gonna try to find watch it after this. Yeah. yeah. Um, as we start to wind down here and uh, talk about now, who would like? Between Impact and WWE, who would you guys like to see come over um, to the AEW roster and who could actually make a difference? Um, the one name that comes to mind um, when, I, when I was making, when I was working up this last portion of it was Moose. I feel like Moose would be having the whole arena just do the, the Moose. I feel like he could work in AEW as a, as a good big man. Because I feel like I know you have Keith Lee – you know, Brian Cage, you know, you have those bigger guys, but they're doing like flips. They're not being a traditional big man. Um, and I think for Moose, I think he would be a great addition to AEW or Ring of Honor. But I think specifically AEW, I think you could have him and build him up to be that next big star. I know he's already a big star in Impact, but I think he needs a bigger stage now. I feel like he's outgrown Impact in Ring of Honor a little bit. I got a story about uh, Moose actually. Uh, he actually sat at my house one time. Uh, oh, I think, it, yeah, I think you're yeah, talking off air about this. What, yeah, good. Dude, yeah, tell the story. He sat at my house one time. Uh, I actually posted a picture of it, I believe, one time. <laughs> uh, I was part of a wrestling promotion. I was booking team and stuff, and he stayed at my house because 
I can't remember, but he stayed at my house. He stayed in my room, and then uh, how big he is, uh, he uh, I, I shouldn't say this, but uh, just uh, <laughs> just how big men are. Uh, just say he needs to clean up after himself sometimes, uh, especially staying at someone's house. Oh my God. Uh, but like, if you've ever seen Moose, like. He looks big on TV, but he's even bigger in person. Because yeah, he, he's like coming through our door, he hit his head on the and chipped a wood piece off. Oh god, really? Yeah. So just throwing that out there, that's how tall he really is. Like he looks tall on TV, but he's even taller in person. I haven't met Moose, but he did wrestle Matt Cardona and Big Cass in front of me. And he was beating at Matt Cardona, like right, like I was like right here, almost like I can almost, I can almost like, like taste his sweat. Okay. Um, but he is a, he, like I said, but he is a tall son of a bitch. Him and Morrissey are just two of the tallest wrestlers this. out there now. I hope Morrissey never sees this. Well, I just said a few minutes ago. It's, oh, no, he's going to see this and he's going to talk to you about it. But, ignore, uh, ignore Connor, Mr. Moose. Um, we would love to like have that. you on Talking Elite. And uh, we would be happy for you to be a guest, interview you, and yeah. But uh, just ignore Connor's comments because he judges me for my hygiene. So don't, you know. And yeah. I'm I'm like wear deodorant, do my hair up, and and the pretty boy of of uh, the all elite zone. So you know he's just he yeah. just criticizes so much when it comes to, to how we clean up after ourselves. Yeah. Well, it wasn't it wasn't really that. It wasn't really like hygiene or stuff. It's just. <laughs> stay at my house and he eat, he ate his dinner and stuff in my room and then clean it up Don't throw and, it away Jeez. well it is a big mess like but my not really hygiene part uh <laughs> stuff like that but yeah mr moose yeah. if you're watching this your hygiene's fine it's just your <laughs> eating habits that connor has an issue with. <laughs> yeah you're all right um <laughs> connor Get back in show. We're gonna have a clickbait to that. We should just pass clickbait. Moose. Just put Moose's Moose. name in the clickbait. Moose does not know how to clean up after himself. Gosh. <laughs> All right. All right, Connor. Okay, back on top. We're getting back on topic. Uh, Connor, um, who would you like to see either in, on, in either WWE or Impact Wrestling um, as a single male star? Who would you like to see um, come over to AEW? Uh, I don't need a second. I don't know who said that. Uh, I think it was Adam. What what I say? Uh, who we were talking about just a minute ago? Oh, uh, well, I was a question. Uh, <laughs> I don't forget. All right. What that whole thing? Oh my! Okay, get okay. Focus, <laughs> breathe, breathe, Connor. Okay, we're almost I'm done. The whole thing. <laughs> okay. Um. On your. All right. All right. Okay. So either in Impact or WWE, what male star in one of those two promotions would you like to see come over to AEW? Uh, Josh Alexander. Uh, my favorite dream matches is uh, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander versus Kenny Omega and Hangman. Uh, be really, really good. Uh, from WWE going to AEW. Uh, well, Drew Galloway. Uh, it's probably not going to happen, but him debuting in at All In would be pretty cool. And him joining the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, <laughs> it'd be really cool to see uh, Shameless join the Blackpool Combat Club. There's a lot of people that could join Wade Barrett. 
uh, but Drew Gall Drew Galloway would be pretty good in AEW. Uh, is his contract up soon, or is it like, will it be up in time for all? I don't of? think I don't think so, but uh, it doesn't look like he's gonna he's gonna resign until he. Someone tells me he is gonna resign, but he's not gonna sign a new contract until his deal is up. I, I guess. Uh, but uh, Joshua Alexander impact to AEW and Drew Galloway or Drew McIntyre, if you want to call him, to yeah. uh, AEW, from WWE to AEW. Yeah, I, I would love to see Josh Alexander. He's one of the best entering technicians. And to have him go up against, like, Brian Danielson, you know, uh, Kenny Omega, because, you know, I would love to see that match run back. There is a lot of different matches that you could possibly could, do with him. This could be on Booking Elite, but All Out 2028, I have Kenny Omega as the uh, is tw- all out twenty twenty eight Chicago. Kenny Omega as the world champion against Josh Alexander. Uh, I booked the whole card, and it's I put some people who aren't even in AEW uh, <laughs> booked the whole thing. Uh, That's the fun part. But I thought Kenny Omega because like I teased a little bit in Impact with an everybody when Kenny Omega was going back and forth from AEW to Impact. They kind of teased, but they never did it. Uh, so twenty twenty eight all out, and also Brian Pillman Jr. versus. David David Benoit on the card as well. Yeah, I'm, I would love to see David Benoit come over, but I wonder if he won't ever get an actual big chance because of his last name. Sadly, I don't know, but uh, you you could change his last name, and people would still say, "Oh, he looks like Chris Benoit." Well, that's the thing because they, yeah. they they would know, and he's <laughs> yeah. he's well, he's he's going under the name Benoit. That's the thing, and he's even said that on his documentary, like. He's had a hard time getting bookings just because his last name is Benoit. Even if he was going under a different name, but he's also trying to bring that name back into more of a positive light instead of what happened with his, you know, stepbrother and stepmom. Yeah. Uh, so I love. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool to see Dave Benoit come come into AEW or Ring of Honor. Um, you know, kind of just looking at it now, this probably will never happen. And I would wonder to see if this would work, but uh, Gunter. Or I wonder if he's just too yeah. much into the WWE at this point. And I wonder if, if his style, if he could come over to AEW. Because him and Moxley would just tear it down with just, with just a striking match. You know, just have those two go at it in a Texas death match or a false count anywhere match, whatever you want to call it. Or Gunter and Lance Archer would be great too. You know, but I think he's just. The hard part is there's some wrestlers that just wouldn't work in AEW, and I feel like he might be one of them. Yeah. Um, Him and Moxley are pretty good. Yeah. I never thought about oh, that. Um, so for Impact, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Sammy Callahan. Oh, I've, yes. I've always I've always been a fan chain. of I've always been a fan of him. Um. Especially again, I'm, I keep mentioning it, but it's all I watched for a while was Lucha Lucha Underground, and when he went over there, and then he was um, um, Sammy the Snake or something like that when he was part of the 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 Cobra, the 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 Snake Tribe or something like that. It was um, him, and I'm pretty sure it was Thunder Rosa um, as 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 Cobra whatever her name was in Lucha Underground. Um, but, um, and then, uh, no, he was known as J- Jacob Snake was his name in Lucha Underground when he was part of that. But Jacob I'd love Snake. to see, 
I would love to see I would love to see him come to 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 AEW. I I've been a fan of Sam, Sammy Callahan. Um someone like Mike Bailey. I I really like his style. Oh, speedball. Really, yeah. Yeah, I love Mike Bailey. Oh, I forgot um, speedball. He's some of his independent matches are solid as well. Um WWE um this one may come as a shocker, but Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. I would love to see him come to AEW and mix it up with everybody on that roster, especially someone like a John Moxley. Um, I mean, having a match even in ring of honor against someone like Eddie Kingston, you know, cause Eddie Kingston's a big fan of that strong style and, and Shinsuke Nakamura, I mean, is probably one of the originates of King a strong style in Japan. So just seeing those two would mash it up too. Um, so, I, I mean, those are the only two names that came to my mind. You know, I, I would love to see Shinsuke because it feels like WWE hasn't had a chance to book him correctly. I know they had the King Nakamura, which I think was fine. You know, he had a good inter- Intercontinental Championship run, but I think it was a little overshadowed for some dumb storylines that are going on during that time frame. Um, but Nakamura would be great to see up against Kingston or – Takeshita, I would say, yeah. if you know, before he retires, because I'm not sure how much long he wants to wrestle for, but to have him go up against Takeshita, and I feel like that would be almost a Wrestle Kingdom main event right there. So it's it's one of those things that Nakamura is kind of being limited by WWE because they don't know how to book foreign talent. That's something that I've noticed over the years of watching. You know, they, I feel like. He was he's been wasted a little bit, you know. I feel like last time I think he was relevant besides NXT was when he was when he did uh, his match at WrestleMania with Styles when he mm-hmm. went to Rumble and when he gets Styles and just that year was just such a bad year for Japanese talent in WWE because Oscar lost, she, you know, she lost her, you know, she lost to Charlotte Flair an undefeated streak and he lose to Charlotte Flair. Yeah, but yeah, I get Charlotte, but Charlotte didn't need that rub. She didn't need that. She was already. Oscar needed it more. Mm-hmm. Why book it if you're going to have her lose? Exactly. So, um, tag team. Connor, did you go yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For uh, tag team? Not yet. For uh, for the male star. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you didn't go for the male star, yeah. Um, tag team wise, uh, who would you like to see? Because I think we might be on the same page with this one. From uh, Impact to. Yeah, to AW. AW tag team. Uh, I don't know. We might not. Uh, I don't know. If we could. I'm gonna go Motor City Machine Guns. Yep, that's 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 <laughs> almost being the same thing. Uh, that kind of goes in with another. Uh, I said the uh, the North, but Kenny and Hangman versus the North, Ethan and Josh Alexander mm-hmm. versus Motor City Machine Guns for the AW World Titles All Out 2028. Uh, crush it, but basically, North, uh, North Motor Machine Guns, Kenny, and Hangman. A lot of match for the titles, be really, really good, yeah. But it's one of those things that is Chris Sabian, is he is he an impact lifer? That's the thing, or does he um, have, or would he be intrigued to go? over to AEW and become world tag team champions, especially, you know, looking at having matches with FTR, 
Yeah, I know. Because they faced off each other. Was it Rampage that went against each other? Or did they? Or was who did they go out. against? It was, uh, it was a six man tag. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 It wasn't really. Uh, well, I thought it should have got an like, actual tag match. But like an actual for the championship. Yeah. yeah. Motor City for me, like that was kind of like a no brainer because. Really, I can't think of really any other team besides Heath and Rhino right now in Impact Wrestling. I say uh, Chris Bay and Ace Austin. Oh, Chris Bay and Ace Austin would be Ace great. Ace Austin, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think WWE, just throwing this out there, but if if Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen, and El Generico could come more to AEW, but I don't know if that, that that's just – Far dreaming there, man. That's a far dream. Hey, it almost happened last year, uh, wasn't it? When his contract was up. Uh, but yeah, Owens used it as leverage. He never wanted he signed to sign back. Uh, but it almost because the young bucks were kind of teasing it there for a minute. Yeah. Which sucks because I think that, that's another big moment right there that could be that could you know that could be a big feature on your show. That could be like your your Kevin Nash and Scott Hall jumping ship. Oh, yeah, it could be. Now you say that. But, yeah, that's, like, those are my two picks for the tag team. Um, do you have any from WWE you want to see, Connor? Do they even have tag teams anymore? It, it's hard. I know uh, there's the Usos, <laughs> but um, they're lifers at this point. Let's see. Uh, I guess Gals and Anderson. Back, yeah, I wish they would get the club back. Yeah, uh, maybe... I'm I guess, surprised. I guess the Alpha Academy just really not in for Otis, really, just for Chad Gable, uh, just to get him. Uh, I, I really feel like he could be a world champion if they just well, he could be the next Kurt Angle, but yeah. they don't see that in him. They just see <laughs> they just see him as any other wrestler just to lose and all that. The uh, fans see it though. Yes, I see it, uh, and they're looking for the next Kurt Angle where you got him in front of you. You don't have to go looking in the Olympics because you're not going to find another Kurt Angle <laughs> in the Olympics. Uh, yeah, probably the Alpha Alpha Academy. What's what they called? The Alpha Academy. Yeah. Well, I would even say Otis too. I feel like because Otis has potential, but he's he plays that goofball character. I feel like he because he, he kind of needs a little. Is he still going out with Mandy? No, because did uh, they they kind of split off. Did she got real? She got released yeah, for naughty, naughty photos. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So, you know, and she loved her time with Otis. Like she's know, gonna have Cole under her tree. <laughs> yes. But mm-hmm. looking at it, I feel like Otis could be better. Yeah. And I missed what was that tag team? Was in XT? What was that tag team? Movie? Tucker uh, Heavy Machinery. Yeah, Heavy Machinery. I feel like they had promise too, but then Tucker got buried by Otis and. You like Titan turn hill, and then he felt the face of the earth. Yeah. You know, another, yeah, I feel like Tucker could be, could be, could have been something or could be something still. Oh, this is something. I don't even know. Is he still with WWE or is he, did he get released? Yeah, he got released. I don't know if he wrestles anymore. I don't think so because I don't see him announcing independent scenes or I feel like he would have showed up in Impact at least. Now, this is a, I said, Bravo Combat Club about Chad Gable and the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, sort of kind of like Will Yuta, but uh, he fits that mold with that that thing yeah. with like Brian Danielson. He's a he fits that. 
I feel like almost reminds me of Charlie Haas. Yes, a little bit of Kurt Angle and Charlie Haas. Especially with the uh, yeah. suplex, the uh, roll, the roll on suplex. Uh, what's the move called where he rolls over and then suplexes? Yeah. Him. He's got the selling like Kurt Angle. Like he can cry in a match. He has that emotion. <laughs> he has the moves like Charlie Haas. He's got the bicep like Ch- Jason Jordan. Uh, yeah, he has something to show him, Benjamin. He has. That, I believe I said this before about uh, Survivor Series team angle with uh, Kurt Angle, Sean Benjamin, Charlie Haas, and Jason Jordan, and Chad Gable would have been something. Yeah, it would have been. Um, Adam, what about you? Um, do you have any tag teams you like to see jump ship? Um, Imperium, Imperium from WWE. I like I like it. I like their gimmicks. All three of them, um, like you said, um, Guther or Walter. I think having those three over, I think they they can definitely have a good program with House of Black for the trios title, um, especially Walter. Just with those chops, I'd love to see him and Brody King just go toe to toe and everything nice. like that. That'd just be pretty awesome just to see. Just because I was I was a big fan of that triple threat match at WrestleMania between him, uh, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. Um, from Impact, I'd like to see at least maybe two members of Honor No More come over. Maybe like a PCO and Eddie Edwards come kind of over. Trinity, almost in a way. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, so I'd like I like to see them come over, do some stuff over in AEW, just because. Even though he's getting up there in age, PCO can still just put his body through some crazy shit. Yes. Maybe Especially, uh, well, you can go. No, Let's say that having I don't know more. I don't know more story in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would cool. fit perfect. Especially with, because you think about it, they've been kind of been not buried, but they've lost what most of their matches since they've been in AEW and ROH of the Kingdom. So. They could easily just continue or do their own version of Honor No More. Yeah, because unfortunately, I don't think it's gonna happen with Eddie Edwards. That's why I didn't put him on the list because I know he's he's signed for the next five years with Impact Wrestling, which is crazy. Like, I haven't really heard of that many uh, that long of a contract for Impact. Oh, the Undertaker signed uh, or Booker T. He signed until twenty thirty four in WWE. Yeah, who cares? But he. <laughs> Sorry, I love Booker. Like I feel like he was—he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But his—he's just a WWE shield at this time. Same thing with Road Dog. They're just WWE shields. Same yeah. thing with Eric Bischoff. When they found out they couldn't get a job with AEW, they just turned their backs on it and criticized it. Like John Moxley had the best quote today about um about you know about some of the criticisms towards AEW that they're just old men with a podcast. Yeah. I. Um, <laughs> it's so especially with Cornette, but Cornette. looking at him like you guys are like you guys are saying that especially when Road Dogs is better than Bret Hart. I'm like, dude, I remember yeah, moments yeah. with Bret, I remember more moments with Bret Hart than I do with yeah. Road Dog. Because at least Bret Hart was, you know, he was in his own faction with you know the Hart Foundation, but you remember also Bret Hart as in moments with, with his brother. You remember him with Stone Cold, like he's more stand out than all I know with Road Dog is, oh, you didn't know? Well, your ass better call somebody. You know, that's BG all James. I really remember of him. And I did like remember the uh, X Invasion. That's it. Uh, I BG don't James. I yeah. uh, get it, got it, good. 
don't remember that at all. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I am. Uh, I am. I, I'm. I'm starting to watch WCW from like this or from the Nitro start again. So maybe I'll cross platform and do um, the Monday Night War as well, and just go watch Raw's, you know, Raw's War, and just go back and forth like, like we did yeah. back in the day. But you know, it's 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 like I said, it's it's one of those things that we talk about many a times in the show. But I feel like you should at least watch AEW to criticize because Booker T doesn't even watch. He, like, he's, yeah, even like, admitted, he's even admitted that he doesn't watch AEW. Yeah, it's just to make himself look better for his employer. And, and which is weird because he trained Sammy Guevara. He trained Ember Moon. Yeah. I'm just like just saying, like, wouldn't you want to support? I know you may not like the whole product, but wouldn't you, especially like Sammy? Sammy's been cutting some of the best promos of his career. Yeah. So the one now now this is our last round. Um this wrestler, I believe, would be a lot better outside of WWE as of right now, especially after her match at Mania. But Asuka, I think Asuka needs to jump ship. Cause I feel like she's another one like it's like a Tony Storm, a Soraya, you know. I feel like you know, she could help elevate the women's division in AEW and almost do a AEW um women's um, revolution. You know, she's yeah. got you know, she's got she's got the look, she's got the entrance, she's got the mask, the face paint, she's there's she's very toyetic with you know action figures. Like you can easily bring her over and treat her like a star and not make her look like you know she's weak because you had the one of the best women's wrestlers come up through NXT undefeated, but yet she's she has not won a WrestleMania match. Like, like you had so much momentum. Is it just because she's a Triple H girl? Is that why? But like, I seen a what was it a backstage thing tonight? Like, she was literally crying because she got attacked backstage. Like, like literally crying. Like that's not Oscar. Like, there's there's nothing wrong with selling, but like it was just over dramatic. The only time I. I really think that she did well in recent memory was during the pandemic. Yeah. Like when she won the Money in the Bank, you know, Titan Towers match. And she, you know, yeah. yeah. But that's really it. Like, I I think she deserves better. And I feel like AEW could give up, you know, to her. I wouldn't be focused right now if I was AEW. I'd be focusing on your women talent now. I'd just. I'd really stop signing your male athletes and just start looking at your female roster. Unless it's that way. Oh, this is unless it's someone like really valuable, like uh, Roderick Strong or like someone really valuable. No, but a great women. Yeah, you know, and then another pick if I'm going to go with Impact Wrestling, but Deanna Perazzo. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised she hasn't signed with WWE or AEW at this point. She's the biggest besides Mickey James she's the biggest female star in in impact wrestling you know she's very loyal to that brand and her and her husband like I don't know if they're lifers but man like they they're really carrying that company and making it a must-watch show and Deanna Prazo you know I feel like she got screwed over when she lost the ROH championship yeah. you know like it felt like you didn't give her a time. You know, she did not seem interested in the match at all. 
and you could easily make that part of the story and say, hey, like, you know, our, our redemption arc almost in a way. So I think Deanna Prazo would be another great fit for AEW, which I don't know if there's bad blood there or not. So that's that's kind of why she's my second pick besides Asuka. Um, Impact Connor. Someone. Well, that sounds someone that Impact. Uh, it was just like Jamie Hayter. Uh, I can't remember what, what her name is, but she looks like she'd be another step forward in the women's division. Like I think like the two main people in the women's division from the match at full gear is Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. Yeah. Like that's one of the best women's matches I've seen in AEW. And being alive to see it just made even like of course I got other good women in AEW like Britt Baker, uh, Ruby Soho. Uh, I'm I'm missing a lot, but I can't remember her name. I seen her this weekend too. This last weekend. I can't remember her name is, but she looks really like Jamie Hayter and she's really, really good. Uh and she and she actually found the match for her AW Dark while under impact contract. Uh uh God, I feel like I could remember her name. You'll remember it. Um, is there anybody that you would like to see jump ship, Connor, woman wise? Uh, uh the one I met the one I'm talking about, uh her or uh, Diana Perrazzo. Yeah, I can see. I can see that. Anyway, from WWE, uh, Chelsea Green. I really like Chelsea Green. I'm uh, surprised she went back. Yeah, I remember her saying about AEW. Like her and AEW would not be a good fit. I don't know why. Uh, I think it just comes down to unfortunately Matt Cardona. I feel like he had a bad pitch. Apparently, but and this uh, is what Cody said. But yeah. Matt Cardona. Well, there's two different people, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, WWE. Uh, Chelsea Green or Liv Morgan? I'd love to see Liv Morgan. I would mm-hmm. even like to see Mandy Rose at this point. You know, she's free agent. Bring her over. <laughs> uh, Jim Cornette didn't say this, and I do agree with, like... <laughs> Like from a viewer standpoint, like you could get like you're going to pay, pay between Sasha Banks or Mandy Rose. You could get Mandy Rose at a discount price and increase your viewership in the male <laughs> the, the male demographic. Yeah, because it's Mandy Rose, uh, but she can also wrestle. A lot of people don't don't don't. Oh no, she's one. Of, she she was very talented in the ring and in NXT. Like a lot of people forget that it's not. Of course, she's got looks and stuff, but she she's actually pretty good in the ring. Uh, better than even Marie. She even had a match. <laughs> oh, fine, fine. did you guys see today that she's uh, interested in coming back to WWE? <laughs> that would surprise me with Vince back in charge. Like that's when you know Vince is back when she. But uh, Chelsea Green or Liv Morgan would be pretty good. Yeah, WWE the AW. All right, we are saying the best for last. Our last, uh, our last take of the show tonight, Adam. Um, impact, impact. I've got two, maybe three. Um, I'd like to see um, Masha Slamovich come over to AEW. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see her come over. Um, like, cause she can mix it up with both the girls, and if she wanted to wrestle the dudes in AEW, she could. <laughs> like, she's she's a brute, man. I mean, if you watched her match with 
Nick Gage for the GC, uh, the yeah, the uh, GCW championship. It was insane. Um, just all her matches are just crazy, but she's she's so talented. Um, I would also maybe Jordan Grace. Um, I'd love to see her come over to AEW. Has some solid matches there. Um, and then it may be see Diana Parasa or Priaso, sorry, Parasso come yeah. over. Yeah. I'd like to see her come over. I know she came over the one time to wrestle Mercedes Martinez for that unifying match for the, um, championships. Um, but, um, WWE again, I'm with you probably Asuka. Um, I'd love to see someone like Bailey. Bailey might be a good, good take yeah. in AEW. And then um, Alexa Bliss. I think Alexa Bliss can definitely use a, you know, a reset. And I think AEW would be a good reset for her because she's kind of like a, she's kind of like a sky blue. Um. She's she's so talented. Uh, she's young. She's a good-looking face. Um, so I I think I, those are pretty much all all the women I would love to see come over to AEW. Kind of mix it up. I think especially with Alexa, you know, looking at her right now, she's kind of in limbo still because ever since she had everything happened with the Fiend, it, it and that whole Bray Wyatt, you know, Bray Wyatt story arc, it just nothing's gone her way. You know, at one time, you know, she was the top of the women's division. You know, she had the look, the move set. She had the entrance gear, you know. And then I liked her. I liked her acting, especially during the pandemic when there was no fans. Like, it gave us something. Yeah. But then after the whole, after the whole redemption, whatever it was, the, 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 um, the exorcism, I guess you could say, she never got back to that level. And yeah. Hard to see because oh, I know she had cancer and just got the surgery to remove that little mm-hmm. cancer. But dude, like I bet she would have been ready for WrestleMania. She should have been or in the Royal like or in a better spot in the Royal Rumble. You don't have to have her win it, but someone like her, like you should be having like you should be building your you should be building your base around she's almost like the four pillars of the women's division, like Alexa Bliss, Bailey, like you should be building your pillars around that. And then you have like, like Shotzi Blackheart that are doing great too, but you're yeah. not, but Alexa bliss, like you've completely forgotten about her. And she mm-hmm. was a triple H girl. She was dusty yeah. girl. Yeah, she was. Yeah. And so she's I, just kind of got lost in the shuffle. So. Yeah. I think that's kind of why we did our little shakeup tonight was because we look at it, most of the people on our list, except for maybe a few of them really like, they need like almost like a rejuvenation of their career, or like that, that that next push to get them to that next step. And yeah, you know, having them go to Japan or jumping ship to different companies. You know, I feel like I feel like it kind of helped bring out like you know what the importance of having multiple promotions are instead of just having you have the monopoly, and then you have the smaller shows like Impact, Ring of Honor. You know, looking at with AEW now and having that relationship with Japan. Like you have, like theoretically, the best wrestling products right now that we've had probably since the war. Mm-hmm. But you know, I thought, I thought, but I think fans just don't see it because they're too busy being tribalistic, or they're you know, they're, yeah. they're fickle, <laughs> fickle. 
Our right, fair word on the podcast brought to you by Brian Danielson. But you know, if you look at it, it's 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 sad. You know, it really really is sad. Yeah. Yeah. I touch base about it all the time with you guys. How how sometimes <laughs> wrestling fans just piss me off. Like I'm just like, can you guys just enjoy the product? Like the it, we've got many promotions you can watch. Just be happy. And like I said, that's the hard part. Is fans are the, the hard part. It's another thing too because I'm guilty of this myself. But there's times like where we fantasy book something too good in our heads. Mm. You know, heck, booking, but. It, like I said, it's one of those things. I think if, if we could just, I know we usually talk about this every week, but I think if us fans would just relax a little bit and just try to enjoy the product, get proper criticisms, you don't have to enjoy the whole story. Because if I had to sit through, you know, Raw after WrestleMania, I would be pissed too. You know, like when you yeah. have what, so, what two or three matches on the card, the rest of it's promos, backstage angles, and Elias getting squashed. Yeah. So, like I said, it's a it's a weird time and a good time for it to be wrestling. He has some of the best stories going on right now. So, uh, make sure you guys uh, hit subscribe down I've below. Got a, I've got that picture of the of uh, who I'm trying to. She looks just like Jamie Hader. Like they could literally be a tag team. She uh, apparently she was in WWE before. I didn't know that. Uh, let's see. Well, while you're pulling that up, make sure you guys hit subscribe down below, hit the bell, and like us. Um, we are we do watch alongs every week for Dynamite, Rampage, Ring of Honor, and um, we also back and watch WCW as well. Um, like Connor is pulling that up. Did you get up? Oh, her. I can't remember what her name is. I don't know her name. Okay, I can't really pronounce this either. But okay, yeah. So cool. Yeah, she is. Cool she, she's, she's currently in Impact, correct? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Thank God uh, I got a computer right in front of me. <laughs> nice. I looked um, on the roster page and she wasn't on there, but her name's uh, Steph D. Lander. Oh, Steph, oh, Steph D. Lander. Oh, yeah, yeah, Steph. Okay. I've heard her name. I just, I'm, I don't think, yeah. Oh, cool. Well, awesome. Hope, hope she comes to AEW eventually. So. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for Talking Elite this week. Like I said, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe down below. Make sure you guys do a comment on who you guys um, would like to see either switch, you know, switch companies, switch brands. You know, We love talking wrestling, and uh, we might read out the comment on the next Talking Elite. Uh, next week, we are doing our wrestling spotlight because I forgot to do it this week. So uh, next week, we'll be doing a wrestling spotlight on one of the biggest stars in AEW at the moment he is the leader of blackpool combat club my opinion we're gonna be talking about john moxley so prepare for us to bleed like pigs it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun um night as we talk about you know his independent days to dean ambrose to where he's at now and one of the most decorated world champions in our sport. So we'll be talking about um, John Moxley next week, and then we'll see you guys tomorrow night for our dynamite watch along right here on our channel at seven central. So if you, do you guys have anything else to say before we sign off? I don't know. You covered about all of it. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> take care 
and we will see you guys next time.